Hello, guys. Welcome to the Hustle Faithfully podcast, where determination meets devotion. You can find us on all streaming platforms by links at www.hustlefaithfully.com. Welcome back to week four of the Tension of Transition. Today, we're going to be talking about financial abundance to poverty and then the rebound. There's an old saying that you take all the money from everybody in the world and you disperse it evenly that it will wind up back in the same hands within a very short period of time. Right. What do you think the cause of that is? Knowledge. knowledge. That's a huge part of it is, is the knowledge that people have that attain wealth. They still have it, but they lose it. You know, they have a wealth of knowledge and that wealth of knowledge can translate to financial wealth and well-being. Absolutely. Always pour in things that can never be taken from you. You know, you can go buy a house, it's taxed, the government, the bank, the whoever can take it from you. Even if it's paid off, you don't pay your taxes, the government can come take it from you. We could go on and on and on with examples. But here's the thing, when you put knowledge into yourself, that can never be taxed and it can never be taken from you. That's why you have somebody that makes a million dollars, they lose it, they'll get banked. The chances are they'll get banked. Yeah. yeah. And most people experience ups and downs in finances throughout mm -hmm. their life. Mm -hmm. Some are more extreme than others. I mean, we know of billionaires that have been bankrupt and then now they're billionaires again. Same thing with millionaires. It is that knowledge base of how do I get there? There are some universal laws with money. There are some universal laws with finances that most people never figure out. There is somebody that I look up to immensely in business. And just recently, he made a post on Facebook talking about how he let go of a number of his employees. And some of these employees were like front and center, very much so front and center. So it's like, that's interesting. Your, your conglomerate is running very, very, very well. Why would you get rid of them? But then he said this, and this makes perfect sense. They got me to where I'm at. They will not get me to where I'm going. And he made the same comment that when he was making six figures, he had a CPA doing his taxes. Now that he's making eight figures a year, he has somebody else doing it because the people that were doing the six figures, they're not equipped to do the larger numbers. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So when you have accumulated wealth, and that word is defined by people in different ways, when you've accumulated it and whether you lose it all or you lose portions of it, what do you do to get it back? I'm going to tell you, man, I'm in a place right now where I have lost money and lost uh, a lot of money during my lifetime at various stages of my life. And the things that has helped me get it back at times. And even though right now I'm in a place now where I'm working, I'm actively working on things that have helped me get back what I lost recently. But 
it's always been me defaulting back to the thing that it's like starting at um, first base again. And it's not starting over. What mm-hmm. it is is go back and retrace your steps and then go and start where where you began the last time you were successful. What was I doing and what did I do in order to get to where I was the last time? And then as you go, you pay attention to the markers to where there's certain things that you did before that was successful. And then there's a point or a place that you got to where you got off base, so to speak. You got off the path. And it those are places where you learn. I think most people that have to reset, they don't reset and do it the exact same way. They use the same principles mm-hmm. and they learn where it is that they got off so that this time they make that adjustment and they're to get back what they had, but they get back better, you know? And that's what I'm having to learn now because of some things that I've lost. Like I haven't had a week like I've had, like I had um, two years ago when, you know, we've had a, you know, a $15,000, you know, to some people it doesn't sound like a lot, but you make $15,000 in a week consistently, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty good money where it was where I am, $15,000 in a week, you know? So if you were making $15,000 a week consistently, and you continue to grow that from that point, you know, you can see how, you know, you, you extrapolate those numbers or, or in extended period of time. And you, and you look at this growth that, that you will have where you are, you can get to a place where you, you can attain the type of wealth that you're wanting to attain. Mm-hmm. But the steps that were taken to get there in a relatively short period of time is still the same steps that work. Yep. It's just learning where 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 you deviated, and then take that out of the equation. Like, oh, I can't do that. I realized that was a wrong decision. I got to go back to to the drawing board, so to speak. That's right. That's right. We had a guest on with us at one point, Sir Doctor James Dittley, and he made a comment about rock bottom. Mm-hmm. He said, "I don't hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I hit rock foundation." Yeah. That hit me at the core yeah. because when you had that foundation laid, that's really as low as you go. Yeah. And the low that you're experiencing now may be somebody else's high. Mm-hmm. They may still be wishing that they had what you have, that they are doing what you're doing. Yeah. But yet you're looking at it as though, well, I was way up here and now I'm way down here. So what's to look at? But understand that you're leaving an impression with everybody and at all times, everybody that you're around, good, bad, indifferent. You're leaving an impression. You are inspiring other people. The topic today is financial abundance to poverty and then the rebound. And over the past four weeks, this is week four of this series. We've taken turns. Yeah. Ricardo started with um, the first week. Then I really talked about something personal. Second week he had last week. And this week is one of those non-fun times because it's not so much fun when the spotlight is really on you. Yeah. I made a comment to that same friend that I, I referenced in another episode in, during this series that we've been friends for 24 years. I was at his house and I was talking to his mother. Mm -hmm. And I made the comment, I said, you know, 
times have gotten rough. This was some time ago. But I said, times have gotten rough. And I said, initially, I was embarrassed about it, but I'm not. Yeah. Now, I don't go flaunting some of the challenges that we've lived through to everybody. Yet, I'm also not ashamed of them in the way that people that know me don't know about. And the thing is, the rebound happens. When you keep pushing, you keep believing, and you keep going, the rebound happens. I am 20-plus years in business. That business is still alive and running today. That business has fully collapsed on me three different times. Um, One time was a car accident that nearly killed me. One time was a divorce. And I really don't even recall what the reason. Actually, I do recall what the reason for the third time was. Um, I took my focus off the business. And I was letting people run it that shouldn't have been running it. Every single time it collapsed, Mm -hmm. it got built back and it got built back better. Just like you said, you don't start over. Mm -hmm. You start over from the stance of you have a whole lot more knowledge. So it's not starting back over as from your day one. You're starting, you know, you were doing X amount. Now you're doing nothing. Because like during the divorce, or excuse me, during the car wreck, we literally lost every bit of work. Um, The business seized up for six months. Mm -hmm. I was not able to do any work. I had just let go or they had quit the employees that I had. And so it was gone. Yet, when I came back to, after my body healed up from the accident, Mm -hmm. I started over, but I didn't start from 15 years prior or 12 years prior or whatever it was. Right. I started with all of that knowledge. And guess what? Not only did it build back bigger, it built back stronger. And the business was making more money. I was making more money. We were able to hire employees and they were making more money. Everything was better mm-hmm. to the point of where it, grew to a seven-figure operation. Things come and things go. Again, not everybody goes from the extreme highs to absolutely, essentially nothing. Right. But things come and things go. I was asking my wife just the other day if her parents ever experienced a true financial collapse. Mm -hmm. Now, her dad always made more money than her mom. But her mom did, her mom made more money than most people ever make in their life. And she said there was a period of time where my dad went with no income for a year and a half. So they went off of savings and they went off of her income. So that that still wasn't a true financial collapse. You know, their, their life may have changed slightly, but not to great depths. However, what I went through this last time, is I'm going to give a real quick snippet. The the business was doing very, very, very well. And I had multiple employees and they were all making, they were all making good money. 
and I'm very good with numbers. That is the way that my mind works is numbers. So I'm able to calculate it down. And I've had several CPAs say, Jonathan, you got to get me all of your expenses. There's no way you're running your business on these numbers. I was. And we went from a very, very, very hefty income on my part. And also my wife was making uh, a nice six figure income as well. She came out of that job. And so we essentially gave up that income, which was okay. I mean, yes, six figures is a good income. It was more important for us, for her to be at home with the family. You know, we got to spend a whole lot more time together, grow closer together. It was great. And then within probably six or eight weeks after her coming out of that job, mm-hmm. meaning she didn't sign a new contract, the, the profession that she was in, they had to sign annual contracts. Contract time was over with. Within six to eight weeks of that, we lost our two largest contracts. Mm-hmm. And to be real, I was excited. I was excited from the standpoint that I felt like my life was changing. I felt like what I was supposed to be doing was different. And we had enough money in the bank account to, we were okay for it. After a year and a half from now, what I did was I chased a dream. Because I had always heard, you, you follow your dreams, the money will come. Not true. Now, Does it happen at times? Yes. However, I am here to say, follow the money. And then you have the money to fund the dreams. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different view. I remember when one of my very wealthy friends told me that. He's like, no, Jonathan, chase the money first. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. That just sounds greedy. He's like, no, when you chase the money, then you have the funds to fund the dreams. Now, my dream was pouring into people. My dream was having a community to where people could come get help. Having a community to where maybe you're an outlier and most people don't accept you. Come to the community. So my dream was really a thing of pouring into other people. It did not make the money that it takes to run my family of eight people. That dream is still going on. It's just been reduced in scale Mm -hmm. to follow other dreams. Now, the other work that is bringing in money, those are dreams as well because I'm getting to help people in a different way, but it's getting to help people. And during that period, there was also about a year and a half during that period where we went from making a lot of money, having a lot of money in the bank account to seriously making nothing. When you go from a very hefty income to just a few, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 a year. Oh, and I guess that I should mention Just before I lost that job, we moved into a new house that the the monthly payment was five times the amount that we had been paying. 
So our expenses raise quite drastically. Not a big deal when we had that job because it was still really just a, a nothing to us to losing all of it. The income or the, the money that was in the bank held us through for about a year and a half. And then it didn't. Now, I shouldn't have had the foresight to realize earlier on, hey, this is not working. This is not providing. But I still wanted to follow that dream. I still wanted to follow that passion. I should have pulled out earlier or reduced that so that I could focus on the other things. But I didn't. We went from a nice income to living on food stamps to living on all government funded healthcare, everything. So we had to change some doctors because the doctors that we had previously, they would not accept the government funded insurance. That was, that was a big challenge. Yeah. And going in and purchasing food on government funded food cards when you were traveling the world, mm -hmm. you, your wife, you, your family. I mean, it's a big change. Yeah. It's a very big change. But yet when you keep pushing and you keep going, that rebound happens. Yeah. That rebound does not happen when you just give up. And full transparency, there were times where I gave up. And that is not me. I am very optimistic. I'm a dreamer. I'm a go-getter. I'm a, you know, it can happen. And if anybody can make it happen, I can make it happen. That's just me. That's always been me. Mm -hmm. Yet, also, all of this stuff happened after my grandmother passed away yeah. that we talked about two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. You keep pushing. And like Ricardo mentioned in the last episode, you get mentors. You get people that not only believe in you, but that can help you get to that level. You say, hey, you know what? This is what I'm doing. You've had great success in it. Let's check. Most people are not going to turn down a meal. You have somebody that is successful in the realm that you want to be in. Take them to a meal. You know, in fact, I remember reaching out to one of my mentors and he just checked on me. It was not even business related. It wasn't a, hey, pay me more money and I'll, I'll be there for you. No, it was a, hey, Jonathan, how are you doing? How's the family? And, you know, I, I gave him, I'm very transparent with him. He's one of those in my inner circle that knows more about my life than what a lot of people do. And I told him, and then I didn't leave it there. I said, what can I do for you? Yeah. Now, at that point, it's a thing of this man is doing very, very well. He is traveling. He is making more money than I ever. His response is the type of response that you want to get from those people that are supposed to pour into you. Those people that are supposed to believe in you. He said, Jonathan, you're a winner. No matter what the vehicle is, yeah. you're going to win. And I said, thank you for the kind words. What can I do for you? He said, 
go make ten deals and then buy me a steak dinner. Yeah. Again, food is the way to one of the ways to a man's heart. <laughs> Yet the rebound. Every single time business flopped, mm -hmm. it rebounded stronger. It rebounded better. Right. You just got to keep believing. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. What is it for you that helped pull you up whenever things went south for you? Well, to be, to be honest with you, I'm still pulling up, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm always believing in better. I'm always believing that no matter what I see, that um, what I believe and what I desire and what I'm willing to do will change what I see. So it looks more like what I believe, you know, and what I'm working towards. So for me, it's just always staying in a place of belief where no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I've gone through, no matter what I've lost, none of that matters now. Mm -hmm. None of that matters. Now. All that matters is what, what am I going to do now at this place that I'm in with what I have? Do I have what I need to get what I need to get or do, to do what I'm desiring to do? And if not, where do I get it from? You know, it's just doing what it takes or, or um, being honest with yourself about where you are and about what you know and about why you are where you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, how did I get here? Right. Okay. Um, and what do I need to learn in couple with what I've already learned to get back to where I was but better and get to a better place? I don't want to just make it back to where I was. I, right. want, I, want, to, I want to pass my previous self. That means I have to grow from my previous self. And so that's, for me, that's, that's, that's where it begins is if you don't believe right, you, you won't end right because you won't start right. You know, so I have to believe that this too shall pass, that this thing that I'm experiencing now isn't my destination. I mean, we talked about this before, the layovers that you experience mm -hmm. in life. Do Are you frustrated with the layover? Well, if you're frustrated with the layover and you get stuck worried about where you're laying over, you won't end in, your, in the, the destination or you won't make it to the place that you're trying to get to because all your focus is on the layover. Your focus needs to be on the destination, so you need to be preparing. That's right. So if I've got a certain place that I want to be in, a certain business that I'm growing, or something that I want to do, I need to be in this place that looks like a, a down season or a valley. I need to be focusing on what it takes to get to this next place, this next step, or this next place, this next destination, this next mountain, this next hilltop. I need to be focusing on that. Right. Equipping myself. So that's what I do. I, I get into a phase of or a process of equipping. You know, and, and mentorship is a big part of it. Absolutely, it is. Because when, and I know that depression doesn't affect everybody. Mm -hmm. I know that some people, no matter how bad things get, they will always keep pushing and always believe. Yeah. But then there's those times where some people do give up, they do throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you pick that towel back up and you begin running with it and you pick the ball back up and you begin running with it. Yeah. That's when you grow and growth, growth is painful. Yeah. Oh, it is. I have a, well, a few kids that are still growing, mm -hmm. but the youngest, he just went through a growth spark recently mm -hmm. and he was crying out frequently. Mm -hmm. You know, my feet are hurting. My legs are hurting. He didn't know what it was. Yeah. Of course we knew that it was growing things. Yeah. 
But those growing pains hurt no matter how old you are, no matter how grown your body is. Those growing pains hurt. Yeah. Yet that's how you achieve that next level. That's how you get to the next place. Mm -hmm. Just continuing to go and continuing through the transition of everything that you're going through. Yeah. Continuing to fight for what you know to be true. Because I'm here to tell you, if you've accomplished it once, that's who you are. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you take the millions, you take the billions from the people that have made it. They're going to make it back. That's who they are. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing of, oh, well, I did that one time. I just got lucky. No, mm -hmm. you figured something out that most people never figure out. Keep pushing, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're $15,000 a week. That's $750,000 a year. Mm -hmm. If it's done every week, week in, week out, mm -hmm. it's not a bad income. No, it's not. It's not a bad income at all. That's just if you stay at that level. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You don't grow. You don't do anything. You just say, hey, I'm comfortable here, right. which I would encourage to never get to the point where you're comfortable here. I don't care if you're making $50,000 a year right now and, and you pick up something where you're making $5 million a year. Don't get comfortable. Because it can go away, just like we've talked about here. It can go away, and oftentimes when it does, it's much faster mm -hmm. than it came in. Yet, there is a reason that you got to that point. Keep going. Keep pushing. Yeah. Life's not over. My wife and I was watching a documentary just the other day, and several of the people, it was a, an old TV show from back in the 80s, and some of the people on there said, my life was over. They fired us. My life was over. And then later in that episode, maybe another episode, they got hired back. And the smile on these people's face, guess what? You got hired back because you already had that skill set. Right. It's the same thing, whether it's a television show like that, whether it's business, whether you're working for someone and you work your way up. You achieve something. There is a reason there that you got to that point. Right. Figure out what that is. Grow on it. And expand. Again, we've used the word last week. We used it this week. Mentors. Find those people who can push you over the edge. And be okay. Be okay with the scars. Because any worthwhile growth is going to leave you scarred. Absolutely. There's no way possible to grow and have worthwhile growth and not have scars that are a reminder of, the, of what you went through in order to grow in the way that you've grown. You know, you, you, can, you can equate it or look at uh, childbirth in that same way. That's a worthwhile growth. Right. You know, that process of planning and nurturing and going through the process of gest gestation. But at the end of it, the reminder of that growth isn't just the birth of the child, but it's the scars that are left behind. Right. You know, so it's that same way with this process of growing in business and growing in relationship and all these things. It's if you're not willing to have the stretch marks of growth, then you don't really want to grow. Yeah, there you go. You're absolutely right. Behind every successful person, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. Better believe. 
it's easy to look at somebody that appears to be on the mountaintop and say, look at them. They've had it easy. Look at them. They, they've done great. They've made no mistakes. They've done everything right. I can tell you, when you're standing on the mountaintop, what that mountain is, is the mistakes from your past that you refuse to let be on top of you and weigh you down. Instead, you said, you know what? I'm going to learn from these and I'm going to stand on top of them. That allows you to see out further. That allows you to see more. That allows you to be prepared for the next attack that's going to happen. Because as you grow, the higher the level, the higher the devils. As you grow in life and in business, the more that you grow and the more that you are accountable for, the more attacks that are going to come. Just be prepared. No matter what those attacks look like. Those attacks may be you're, you're in a construction field and somebody steals your tools. That's an attack. Just be prepared for them. Get back on top of that mountain and look out and be prepared for the next one. Because when you keep pushing, when you keep going, when you keep growing, you will succeed. I believe in you. Ricardo believes in you. Find others that believe in you. And keep going. Achieve your dreams. Mm -hmm. If you've had it and you lost it, there's the rebound. If you've never had it, there's the growth. Keep pushing. Keep going. Keep growing. You have any closing remarks? No, I mean, what you've said is 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 the key. I mean, you've got to understand that if you're going to do this, then you have to be um, willing to do it thankfully sometimes. Yep. You know, um, you can't avoid the pain. You can't avoid the discomfort. There's no way for you to to get to a, the place that you want to be unless you're willing to um, become the person or the thing that's necessary for that thing that you want to be to prosper. But in order to do that, I mean, you've got to grow out of your old way of thinking. you got to grow out of your old way of living. You know, you got to grow out of your old way of, of, of doing. And that means the capacity that you have now, you can't hold the thing that you that you want to uh, get, the thing that you, you want to attain at your present capacity. Like you have well, one gallon capacity, but you want 10 gallons. Well, that, it doesn't work. That You've got to grow a 10 gallon capacity in order to house the 10 gallons that you want. So that means there's some expansion that has to take place. So that means I've got to grow in areas I haven't grown and do things that I haven't done in order to attain things that I've never attained. So like John said, keep growing, keep pushing, don't give up. You know, don't fail, don't fall, so don't faint. You know, keep your eyes up, face forward, fear in the rear. You know, you can't, you can't walk with fear. You have to walk by faith. Believe that you can do it. Keep moving, keep pressing. That's right. Over the past four weeks, we've talked about the tension of transition. We've given you four examples of transition, all challenging transitions that Ricardo and R.I. have gone through. Yeah. And the purpose was to encourage you, to let you know that the transition that you're going through right now, it's not the end. No, Just keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep going. We believe in you, and we look forward to seeing you back again next week yes, where we will pick up a new topic. Mm -hmm. Until next Thursday, remain blessed and unstoppable. Yeah, remember, if you're going to hustle, remember. <laughs>